0: What's up, everybody? This is episode 17 of the One Question Podcast, where we dive into some of life's most difficult questions, one question at a time, and often that question leads to another question and another question and another question. I'm one of your hosts, David, joined by my co-host, Lindsay.
1: What's up, everyone?
0: And Pastor Carrie. What's up, man? Hey,
2: what's up, guys?
1: We are excited to be here, and today I'm really excited about today's episode because it is it is a loaded, loaded question. Um, but you guys, however y'all found us, however you are came to be listening and joining us for this conversation, we're so excited. Maybe you are curious about Jesus and Christianity and this whole thing. Um, maybe you are new to faith and maybe you just recently found Jesus, or maybe you've been following God for a long time and have a relationship with him and are looking to grow in your faith. Whatever that looks like for you, wherever you're at, we are so honored and encouraged That you would be joining us for a conversation and taking time out of your busy day to just join us as we ask some of these big questions. So, David, what's the question today?
0: Today's question: (laughs) why do Christians always talk about sin?
1: amen Mm.
0: and immediately immediately my thought is church lady from uh snl snl dana carvey i think that's before (laughs) my time because i don't know what y'all are talking about but i can make
1: assumptions
0: my buddy matt he's always he always looks and he says sinners just like she did so i love that
2: oh man like this gets to that like like that just kind of image and picture that that sometimes people get of christians standing on street corners with posters and signs and looking down their
1: nose at people telling
2: people they're going to hell turn or burn and you know like uh it just feels sometimes like it's over the top. Like it's too much. And and so uh, I love this question because it gets us into talking about why do Christians always talk about sin? Should we talk about sin? Because one of my experiences is we think about that picture of people talking about sin, the street corner, and so we say, oh, that sounds terrible. I don't want to deal with that at all. So there is another perspective that then happens where people never talk about sin. Swing
1: the pendulum so far. Yes. To the other side.
2: Yeah. So great question for today.
1: Yeah. Um, well, let's start with what is sin? Before we can talk about why Christian's are always talking about sin, let's address what is sin. Mm-hmm. How would you define it, David? <laughs> Our next door neighbor.
0: Doing bad things. No. I, <laughs> I, <laughs> for me personally, I, I think that growing up, that's what it felt like. If you sin, you're doing things that are morally wrong, that um, God judges you for, so therefore you need to try to live a life free of sin, or at least confess your sins, and then repent. Um, And the idea of that, for me growing up at least, was, I thought that was the way you get into heaven, was that the less sin you had in your life, the more often you repented, It, it it was a system, right, where you had to get rid of that sin in order to get into heaven. And so it was always, for me, I was very like fearful of the idea, Well, maybe I forgot one. Or what if I didn't say everything that I had done wrong that day? Does that still count as being forgiven? Am I really forgiven for myself? So it, it opened up another set of questions that created fear and anxiety mm-hmm. as a young Christian for me. Um, but I never understood the benefit of trying to avoid it or trying to live a life free of it. And I think that that would have been really helpful growing up. Yeah,
1: yeah. for me growing up, I feel like, you know, my parents loved Jesus. I grew up in a Christian home and was really lucky that way. But I think as a child, you know, you start to have these kind of misconceptions or what really is it? And so, you know, I remember that phrase, don't smoke or chew or go with those who do, you know. And so it was just (laughs) sin. was. Have you not heard that before?
2: (laughs) I heard a little different version. It was don't, uh, don't. Drink, don't smoke, don't chew, don't go with girls who do. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Pretty similar. But, yeah, so to me, sin was like the things that the bad kids in the class did. It was you would lie or you would talk when you weren't supposed to or you would cheat or you would, you know, talk mean about someone. You would bully them. And so I didn't really worry about sin because I was like, oh, I just – I make all A's and I get the gold stars (laughs) and I'm nice to my friends. And so I don't really need to worry about sinning because I don't murder people. Mm. And I'm not, you know, like Mm -hmm. so to me it was like – sinners are the really bad people in jail. And I am a good girl who... Loves her parents and listens to the teachers.
0: You and I are such different people because I feel like when David's were...
1: trying to remember all the sins he did that day. Well, it
0: was it was funny. It's funny though because you said that, and you're like, I never have to worry about it because all the things that were listed. I always thought like I never thought about it I could sin that way. So like I was always thinking of
2: like other things. It was, like almost it gave me ideas of things that I could do wrong listening to all the sins we could do. So you, you know what's interesting to me uh, hearing you guys share. So I grew up in a faith tradition. We didn't just we just didn't talk about sin really. It was just... Jesus is love, and he's got so much love for everybody, and it was like this big teddy bear figure, and so, like, like it wasn't till later in life that I began to really, as I read scripture, see, wait, wait, wait there's this other thing in here, <laughs> like this sin thing, and it, it's it got some kind of connection to Jesus, and needing to understand more about that, and so I think that, that you know, the three of us having these very different experiences growing up with sin, uh, and then just me having friends who kind of, who are not, followers of Jesus, they don't get, like, why do, why do some people talk about it? Some people don't talk about it. Like, what is the big deal? Like, why, why is sin even talked about? Why is it a consideration? It seems like it just makes people feel bad, like Mm -hmm. you're talking about, David, or it seems like it just helps people judge others, Mm -hmm. like you're talking about, Lindsay. Uh, And so why, like, why is sin such a big deal. And so what we would say as Christians, and as I've grown a little, uh, (laughs) from where I was as a a child, uh, a little bit more theological training, you know, sin really is what separates us from God. It, It was man's choice to go in a different direction than God's intention. And so what we believe as Christians is that at the beginning of creation, Adam and Eve in the garden, uh, Man, so mankind, not just the man, but it was just the man. <laughs> believe me <laughs> mankind chooses in that moment to say, "I know better than god mm. and if we think about what sin is, that really kind of begins to get to the heart and core of it of I know better than God knows, and so I'm going to make myself. God, uh, and and I'm going to live life based on the principles that I set up.
1: Yeah. And with that, I think part of it is not only do we think we know better, but we think God is withholding from us. And so Mm -hmm. we think, oh, well, he's telling me not to have you know, sex before marriage. He's telling me not to go get drunk. Mm-hmm. Those seem like really fun things, and mm-hmm. why wouldn't I want to do them? Mm-hmm.
2: And and so when we start getting into sin, part of that then gets into the nature of who are we and who is God, uh, in perspective. You know, you as a parent, David, you have kids, uh, and they may want to just run back and forth across the street to your neighbor's they house. They do every day. They <laughs> yes. do every day. They're doing day. right now. Who's co- watching them we right actually now? actually had a while conversation about that yesterday. <laughs> and and yeah. as a parent, yeah. you, you at times may say to them, stop. Are you trying to stop their fun? No, even no. though it seems that way. Yes. No, yeah. it yeah. seems that way to them. Why? because they have limited perspective. Mm -hmm. And so the same is true for us and in our relationship with God. uh, As you're bringing up here, Lindsay, like these things seem to us to be fun and we can have this perspective, oh, God's trying to rain down on my fun. Uh, The problem is God has a much bigger perspective than I have. And, And as the, as the being who created life, he has a much better understanding of how he created life to be lived and lived to the full. And so we as people, we're terrible about this. We are constantly choosing things for the moment that sacrifice the long term. Uh, you know i I'm very quick to choose some sugar. In the right now, because I want it right Seems now. Seems like you've had some this morning. Knowing, knowing <laughs> that, knowing that in the long run, like if I overconsume on sugar, is that good for my body, for my for my system? No, it's not. And so God has set up the world. He's set up the human body, the human system, the psyche, all of that, uh, so that it will thrive. And what we as people do is we choose to rebel against that and so at the heart of what is sin it is rebellion against God it's choosing to make ourselves God uh, and not uh, being aligned to him being creator of heaven and earth and the universe
1: so as we continue with this I want to further define sin a little bit is it sinful if it doesn't hurt anyone else So we can talk about light things like, you know, David, before we hopped on to record this, said, do you like my shirt? And I said, yes, but I don't. Just kidding. I really do like it. It's a great (laughs) color on you. (laughs) But, you know, like if it, quote, doesn't hurt anyone else, is that sin? Or things that we do behind closed doors, like let's say that we struggle with pornography and looking at that. And, you know, that doesn't really hurt anyone else. No one else Mm -hmm. knows I'm doing it. It's just me, like. You know, so, so either of those extremes. Yeah. So are I they think still that gets sin? back
2: to what we were just talking about. It is a separation between you and God, mm. right? And, and so, no matter what it is, and and whether I think it's just me or no one else, right? It it, it is severing the relationship between me and my Creator. And, and so, yes, yeah, so sin is a big deal, no matter who it is, and if it's quote not hurting anybody else. The goal for us in dealing with sin and talking about sin isn't that that it does something with another person. It's in that relationship that I have mm-hmm. with God. I cannot be as scripturally we understand. I cannot be as a sinner. In the presence of a holy God. And so this thing gets into, you know, as we consider the question for today, why do Christians talk so much about sin? One of the reasons Christians do talk about sin, the ones that begin talking about it, is because in there somewhere there's an understanding that sin is separating us from God. And God doesn't desire for us to be separated from him. He Mm -hmm. knows that life with him Mm. is the intended goal and it's better for us as people. And so we, in fact, as Christians, we actually need to talk about sin. Like we need to let that be a part of our conversation. Not though in a condemning way, not in a judging way, but in a way that we understand sin is the whole reason that Jesus came. Jesus came so that he, as a man who was sinless, would take on our sin so that we could have connection with God. You know, one of the things that happens in the garden, the result of sin, God tells us, is death. And so Adam and Eve, they experienced death because of that choice to rebel against God. That is the result of what sin does. Uh, And so the the penalty, quote, then for sin is, is death. It's eternal separation from God. But Jesus, Jesus is so important because he comes to take that sin, to take that penalty from us so that we can live with God.
1: And I think that's the beautiful, important thing when we're having conversations about sin is, you know, I wish that this question could have been not why do Christians always talk about sin, but why do Christians always talk about sin and how much Jesus loves us and gave for us to Mm -hmm. not stay in that Mm -hmm. sin? Because, yes, I think we need to have this conversation Mm -hmm. at sin. But if we stop at sin, Mm -hmm. if we let that be the end of the conversation then that just kind of sucks you know yeah. like let's continue the conversation and look at okay so there is this weight this heaviness mm-hmm. to sin but how much more can we love and appreciate what Jesus did That's knowing right. the weight of our sin
2: well and you can't appreciate it without understanding our condition mm-hmm. right we we can't a- appreciate Jesus as coming unless we have an understanding of why he had to come and that is because of our sin mm and just so we're
0: clear Adam and Eve in the garden that is original sin right for those of us that aren't like super familiar with but maybe have heard that term before Mm -hmm. and I think that's something that we often hear those words like that that we don't know what exactly it means but um I think it's important and even the word sin itself right sin is a very Christian-y term Mm -hmm. so because of that is it something that everybody does or is it something that just christians do? Mm, that's and if it's interesting. is it called something else?
2: Yeah, you know? Yeah. Yeah, so Paul, uh, the apostle Paul tells us in the New Testament Romans 3 uh 23 for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Uh but then verse 24 and all are justified freely by his grace through the redemption that came by Jesus. So the first part I would answer yes, we all sin. And we actually live in a world that is marked by that sin. One of the things that we understand theologically that happens with original sin is that it breaks all of creation, not just Adam and Eve. And so uh, uh, Paul tells us all all creation groans for the redemption of the world. And Mm. so we actually live in a world that's not exactly as God intended it, because of the result of our sin, because of the result of death entering in at that point. And so what we look forward to is the eventual uh, renewing of all things, both people through resurrection and the renewing of the world here. And that's the promise as Christians that we hope for. So do you know? Do we all sin? Yes, we all sin. But I think you may also be trying to get into say, so what does that interaction look like for people who are not Christians? Absolutely, because I think that, and I say this with an umbrella of mercy, which is something we,
0: <laughs> umbrella of grace here that we talk about a lot. But I feel like uh, there is a perception, and and there is some truth to that perception that Christians are judgmental people in the sense that they look out on the rest of the world and say. They're doing it wrong. Like, mm-hmm. like, come here. Let me help you. And so the idea is that we hold people who aren't Christians accountable mm-hmm. uh, for for being sinners mm-hmm. when, in fact, they don't believe the same things we believe. So can we talk a little bit about what that should look like versus—and mm-hmm. then also, like, if I see Lindsay doing something like stealing— and I say, Lindsay,
1: it happened this morning. Yeah, what do
0: I, what do it's I do as a as a fellow Christian when we're having those like, mm-hmm. how should those conversations look as well? Um, because I think that that often we don't yeah. get, we don't get right, maybe. Yeah.
1: So let's say that you know you have a friend who doesn't know Jesus, and they come to you, and they are just talking horrible things about their boss. And then I come to you, and it's funny because my boss is sitting here at the table with us. Um, but I come to you talking horrible things about my boss. Like, how do you handle that differently? Yeah. Because both, we would say, are, quote, sin. We have all sinned. For sure. Um, how do you handle that differently? Do you handle that differently?
2: Yeah, I would say definitely handle that differently. That doesn't mean you don't address it in both cases. Uh, one of the things Paul, the Apostle Paul says in 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 5, verse 12, he says, what business is it of mine to judge those outside the church? Mm-hmm. And so he's establishing, Paul has this really driving mindset that I'm going to do whatever it takes for people who don't know Jesus to get to know Jesus. And he says, you know, to, to the Jew, I became a Jew. To the Gentile, I became like a Gentile, right? Mm-hmm. He, he goes through this kind of diatribe of, I'm going to meet people exactly where they are at, so that I get the opportunity to share with them about what Jesus has done for them. And yes, I have to have a conversation about sin and sharing that. So I'm going to talk to them about that. But I think what he's saying in this 1 Corinthians passage, he's saying, what business is it of mine to judge those outside the church? Uh, This is maybe to your first point there, David. Like, I'm not called to judge people who have not claimed Christ. That they're following Jesus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they, they've not claimed to say, "Yes, I'm following that guy, and and, and I'm trying to get to that place." And one of the things that we as Christians understand is that when we say yes to a relationship with Jesus, uh, and if you go back to our last podcast, we talked about who is the Holy Spirit. We believe the Holy Spirit enters us as Christians and into our lives. And he does, he starts a process that we refer to as sanctification. Big word. (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's a fancy word, but that word really, what we understand it to mean is that he is transforming us. The Holy Spirit begins transforming us back into the image and likeness of our original creation, how we were originally intended to be, and that's in the image of God. So we understand the Holy Spirit begins transforming us into the image of Jesus. And so with people who are outside of the Christian faith, they are not in that process so our responsibility with them is how do we help them understand what's possible for them entering into that process? Whereas with someone who is a Christian, our job, again, really is not to judge, but to help maybe be a mirror and reflection to say, hey, how, how are you letting the Holy Spirit work within you? so that that process of sanctification, you being turned more and more into the image of Jesus, is actually happening. And and I just need to share something with you here. Uh, I'm maybe seeing some things that, that I'm not sure are indicative of that process happening. Now, is that how we typically come about those conversations? <laughs> probably not. Like, it's probably, like, stop doing this, yeah. right? What are you doing? Right? Yeah. And, and so in that sense, it does come across more like Dana Carvey's church lady <laughs> saying, sinner, stop it, right? right? Why? Because we're not getting to the heart of why we would stop,
1: mm-hmm.
2: right? The Holy Spirit has so much more for us. And kind of like we talked about at the beginning of this podcast, this is not about what God wants to take from us. It's what he wants for us. And he recognizes that, hey, when the Holy Spirit is transforming your heart and your lives, your life is going to be better. You are going to thrive. And so I want that for you. And so as a fellow Christian, I have a responsibility to help you in that journey. To someone who's not a Christian, I have another responsibility, and that's to help them understand the importance of what Jesus has done and what's accessible to them in a relationship with him. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, right. I love in John chapter 14, verse 15, um, it says, If you love me, Jesus said, you will keep my commandments. And it's not this, if you're a good person, if you want to do the right thing, if you want to feel better, no, like it's if you love me. Uh. And and I just, I think it's so beautiful that that is the picture Jesus leaves us with in keeping his commandments, in avoiding sin is it's a relationship out of love. Mm-hmm. And so going back to David, sort of your example, or I guess Carrie gave the example earlier of your kids running across the street, like, uh-huh. Do they trust you and do they love you enough to say, hey, I don't really understand why you're telling me not to run around Mm -hmm. in the street with all these cars, but I love you and I trust you, so I'm going to obey you. No.
2: (laughs) No. So when they're older and can listen to this. (laughs) But but that is part of what we are hoping to do from a faith perspective is grow in our trust of God Mm -hmm. to the point that I don't have to have every answer from God spelled out. To trust that He has what's best for me in mind, and He started that process by giving His Son mm-hmm. Jesus. You know, if if that in and of itself does not begin a process of us thinking, "Wow, God would sacrifice His own Son because He loves me that mm-hmm. much," that that is the building block of trust and faith for things that we don't see and understand. And that's a biblical definition of faith, believing in what we don't see, trusting in what we don't see because of what we can see. Mm -hmm. And so we can see where we sit right now, Jesus. We can see him resurrected. We can see the eyewitness accounts of who he is and what he's done and how that impacts us. That as Christians allows us to then trust God to see, hey, There may be some things about a situation that I don't understand that, God, if you say it, I don't have to know everything about it to trust you because I can trust you because of what Jesus has already done.
1: Absolutely. Well, you guys, thanks for sticking around. I know this was a tougher, heavier episode, always talking about sin. But like we said earlier, you know, the conversation shouldn't and shouldn't stop at this idea of sin, but really at this idea of Jesus and what he did for our sins and the relationship he invites us into now. Um, David Carey, thanks for joining us. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And we'll see you guys next week on our One Question podcast.